When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think the word was bland, and I stand by it. They're fun. They're super talented. They score a bunch of goals. They failed to draw the same kind of emotional response out of me that Vegas and Edmonton do. Maybe that changes with the deep playoff run. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR to sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Blaze, Rudo, AJ, all coming at you live as the Avs defeat the New Jersey Devils 3-1 to one on the Sega Baba in pretty easy fashion. It, uh, it never felt like the Avs really had to turn this one up too much to get the job done. I mean, Frankie looked like he could probably have some coffee or tea or whatever he wants back there while he was sitting around. Definitely had some long stretches of time off in yeah. net, to say the least. Uh, there were six posts in this game and only four goals. So <laughs> I think that kind of sums this one up in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I don't know this, this game could have been a lot more interesting if things went a little bit differently tonight, but pretty much everyone, the Avs needed to lose to clinch one. <laughs> so <laughs> instead it sets up a clinch scenario for Saturday where all the Avs have to do is win against Carolina and they clinch both the central and the West. So that should be fun. AJ, how do you like this game from Winnipeg? It was cool. It <laughs> happened. <laughs> it did happen. These are facts that cannot be taken away from anyone. Uh, 60 second rundown of this game. They hit four posts in the first period, and then there were no goals, and it was really boring. Uh, and then in the second period, the Avs decided goal scoring was cool. So they did it three times. And then in the third period, the game kind of just ended. New Jersey scored a goal that happened. The end. 3-1. Cool? Cool. That one was definitely under 60 seconds. 30-second rundown. Let's go. Let's go. We're learning how to do it in an actual (laughs) short amount of time. Uh, Neat stuff. Avs 30th win at home. That's kind of a cool milestone since they had already set the franchise record for home wins. They get a nice round number. Of course, they get opportunities to improve that. Uh, is 60 wins still on the table for this hockey team? They'd have to win six of eight to do it. I mean, the way that they've been playing, sure, anything's possible. Be interesting. It'd be a fun little milestone to get to there, I think. But sub the bar. Yeah, true <laughs> enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, like kind of kind of just puts the bar up there where you're just like probably are not gonna have another regular season like that one yeah yeah for sure Uh, if ever 
if ever, is probably true. Given, I mean, there have been, what, two or three 60-win seasons ever in the league? So it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, going through all the goals on this one, the first goal, maybe the uh, the most interesting one of the night for the Avs, as Logan O'Connor finally gets one into the back of the net. Not very pretty. Uh, it's a turnaround whip shot that goes off a defenseman's stick and in, but sometimes you need one of those when you when you just can't buy one. So good for Loke. Uh, we are going to continue to talk about it because it's the biggest storyline for the Avs right now of who ends up getting those spots on the fourth line. Yeah. We've talked about Knack before. Loke with the goal, maybe raising his stock a little bit. I mean, and the stuff that doesn't show up on the scoreboard, um, he he played well. He was he had sticks and lanes during the penalty kill. Uh, I thought he was did really well on just a four check, and I believe he also stripped a guy pretty cleanly as well. So I mean, he was engaged in this game not just from the one end of scoring, but all over the ice he was playing well. So I think that's a good look for him. Yep, making a case for himself. Hard agree. Uh, AJ, you've talked about the mix before. LOC's ability to PK definitely is a feather in his cap as well in this conversation. Uh, it, it, if you had to bet today, what is the Avs' fourth line come playoff time, assuming health? Um, assuming health, I think it's probably Helm, Sturm, Cogliano. Okay, so both Loke yeah. and Nack still sitting. With uh, with the the idea of any of those guys really rotating. For sure. You know, that last spot, I think, is... Play whoever in it, yeah. I mean, I think you could take yeah. Cogs out. I think you could take Cogs out, too. Not, not that he hasn't done a good job in his role, but certainly of late, you've seen significantly more effective offense from... Knack for sure, and, yeah. and tonight Loke. So, I I would agree with that take, but it we know uh, NHL head coaches love their veterans, so <laughs> yep. we'll definitely see on that front. Um, yeah, honestly, I I don't have a ton of like in depth analysis of this game. It felt really really routine for the Avs from from start to finish, uh, with a little help and work against them from the posts they kind of took the lead and, and cruised this one out for the most part. Uh, again, getting a decent amount of offense from all over the place. So yep. nice to see that they get another power play tally from Lekkonen. Uh That was the third goal. I suppose we should talk about Burkowski first. Uh, <laughs> so, do you guys put stock into peaking at the right time? Yes, absolutely. Because it, it feels like Berkey's kind of on the way up yeah. again right now. And does that give you more confidence going into the playoffs? Absolutely. I mean, I kind of talked about this in the pregame as well with McKinnon. Is like, hey, it's fine if you start slow. If you start peaking at the at the end of the season and going into the playoffs, that's, that's a great sign. I mean, it's just that confidence builds off of itself, right? Like, yeah. You start scoring, you start feeling yourself a little bit more, and you have more confidence in what you're doing. Maybe you don't grip the stick so tight. Maybe, you know, you're not missing the net 10 feet over the top of the net. So, <laughs> well, it's, 
Abs seem to find ways to do that no matter what. But <laughs> yeah, they're shooters though. So they are shooters. No argument there. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, I don't know if I'd call it the funnest game ever, but you had some fun things happening in and around it. Obviously, players getting on the right side of the score sheet and all of that, but it was also just solid, well-rounded play from the Avs. And I think this might be one of the things that the Avs don't get enough credit for, especially against weaker teams. They have the ability to just kind of decide that they don't want to give them anything. Yeah. And then they don't. <laughs> so some nights it looks easy. And this was one of those nights for sure for Colorado. Uh, especially like, especially when you get into that this is the second night of a back-to-back right. against a team that did not play last night. Yeah. Yep. And like last night, last night was kind of one of those high emotion, high energy games just because there was so much buzz in the building that the the natural come down from the adrenaline rush that last night was with, you know, you drop nine on them and the whole building is buzzing and everybody feels great. <laughs> it's like hats are flying and oh my God, this is the best team in the world. You know, like all that shit, right? But you have a major emotional letdown the very next day where you're just like, all right, well, we got to go and do it again. Yep. And I, I was not surprised when the first period really came out and was it was really sluggish. And then the second period, it was like, okay, like they're either going to get this together and they're going to do this, or like they're just gonna they're just going to do the the tired team thing the entire game and they're never going to get in gear. And they just dominated the second. Like they just. It wasn't wasn't particularly close. They just pulled away, put the foot on the gas, and they they, they gave up nothing. Yep. Yeah. Like Pablo Francois could have legit AFK'd in that period. And they <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Would have been fine. Had all he I had all he done was just literally just stand there. <laughs> like it was just they were just they were just that good. Like they just beat them up. Yep. Just better. So, yeah, I, I. This was this was a bad team at the end of a year uh, against a, against a really good team that. You, I, I keep kind of like waiting for. Like the end of the season, like senioritis. Yeah, again, yeah. The team is like, fuck that. We're gonna kill them all. <laughs> not about it. The Avs are yeah. not about it. They're like, nah, man. We're gonna lay waste to everybody. So it's it's been it, it's interesting to see like just their attitude and how they're playing and like their special teams look amazing, tight, genuinely right amazing. Now. Yeah, they look like they are tight. They are locked in. They are good. And when your five on five game is as good as Colorado's is, yep, to get your special teams kind of going just at the end of the season at the same time. Dangerous. <laughs> what a great coaching decision, too, to switch up the PK halfway through the year. Like, yeah. yo, this isn't working at all. Let's switch things up now. Yeah. It's, and it's it's recovered well now that yeah. they had months in the new system. So yep. good job. <laughs> Credit where credit's <laughs> due there. All the people that want to fire Bednar, you got to, you gotta, I mean, I guess, I don't, I don't know how much of that decision was Bednar or Pratt or otherwise, but. Still, credit to the Avs coaching staff on that one. Uh, it's certainly 
I, I, this team deserves all the credit in the world for everything they've accomplished yeah. in the regular season. There's really not much you can say about it. Uh, but we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You can go over there, use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account right now to bet $5 on any NBA playoff game and get $150 in free bets. You don't even have to win the bet. You can be wrong. You still get $150 in free bets. So jump on that. With that money, go bet on whatever you're feeling right now. I, I'm, I'm not going to recommend anything specific because I don't know who's going to win the Norris anymore. But uh, Caleb McCarr could be a decent bet on that front. Uh, <laughs> you could also go with other Avs bets. You could go with playoff bets. You can bet on the Rockies. You can, I'm sure, get some crazy lines on uh, Broncos futures, given everything they've done this offseason. So go check it out. Go hit up DraftKings right now with that DNBR code on a new account. Uh, you can also get other ridiculous odds boosts and stuff pretty much every single day if you keep an eye out for them. So go make yourself money, some money even. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And then go get yourself some Avaca TV. You can get in on that with Altitude. It's got Rocky Mountain Sports Network. It's also got national channels. So they pretty much have you covered when it comes to watching Colorado sports top to bottom. Makes it a lot easier. You don't have to jump through all the hoops of... Uh, whether it be, you know, definitely legally finding a way to watch the game or going through even something like DirecTV. It's significantly cheaper. Right now, when you use code DNVR at avaca.tv slash DNVR, you get $10 off your first three months. So that's just 15 bucks a month to get you all the way through this as rest of the regular season and playoff stretch here. So it's a great deal. Highly recommend you go check out avaca.tv slash DNVR today. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We talked about this a little bit on the pregame, but a couple of individual milestones hit tonight. Kale McCarr reaches the 82-point number, hmm. which ties him for the all-time all franchise record, awesome. think, which include, that includes Quebec. He's had the Avs record for a while now, but uh, one more point there, and he'll be the sole owner of that one. Uh, we also saw Miko Rantanen get his 88th point, which is a career high for him. So pretty cool to see the Avs starting to hit that time of the year yep. where everyone's doing numbers. I know, you know, Kadri and Nachushkin hit their career highs like a month ago, <laughs> but everyone is, is kind of starting to find that form. Uh, AJ, do you put any stock into some of these career milestones or, or personal milestones, things like that for the Avs? Yeah, of course. I mean, we always talk about, oh, this stuff doesn't matter, but, like, how do we gauge players in history? Yeah. Fair we, enough. Well, you know, what's the best season that they ever had? How good was that guy? Oh, well, that guy only ever had a 27-goal season, you know, or whatever. You know, the, that guy only ever, oh, that guy, that guy topped out at 78 points. Yeah, oh, he was a really good player. <laughs> But, I mean, you just keep setting career highs. You keep pushing these boundaries. You keep setting these records. Like, this this, this core is legit assaulting Colorado's record books. Like, they, they're they going to be the guys. Like, when, when Sackick and Hayduke and Forsberg, all those guys retired and moved on, you, you wondered, like, how long until you get – a player or a group of players that will approach these if ever, right? Like if ever. And here you go. 
like you get you get to you you get these guys you know i mentioned on i think it was yesterday's pod that you know four of the top 11 scoring defensemen in avalanche history are currently on the team <laughs> like it's a special group right like this is a, a special and dangerous and talented group so i think i think it's to be appreciated i mean that's it doesn't make any difference to us if Miko Rantanen has an 87 or an 88 point season or whatever, but like you, you, you can't say that you don't care about it when you've spent all season pounding the table for Kale McCarr to win the Norris. Well, if he's going to win the Norris, he's got to put up points. He's got to, he's got to catch Roman Yossi. He's got to get close to Roman Yossi in the production category and make the voters think twice about it again, all over. Cause it was his award and then it was Yossi's and now it's now, you know, now I think it's another conversation. And so you, you know, you do care about those things. Like those individual, like you're, you, you know, you're not raising a banner for that stuff, but like, that's the stuff that we gauge history on. That's the stuff that builds a player's legacy. You know, we talk about, oh, you know, Miko Rantanen is like, like, like comically overlooked in Colorado sometimes yep. because of all the, because of all the talent uh, around him. Just chilling but, top 10 in scoring in the league, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, and every year now, he's just hanging out in the top 10 and scoring. He's a point-per-game player through 400 career games now. He's he's a point-per-game player. Yep. He just makes like, it look so talking, effortless. He, he, this yeah, year, for sure. You're, you're talking you're talking about a guy that you could be legitimately saying, this is the this these are the first several years of a Hall of Fame career. Yep. I think they all matter. Like they're all I think they're all important. All right. So I, I, you know, I, I would say appreciate it. I see a lot of people just binning it and just being like, eh, who cares? But I mean, this is this is the stuff that you want to see. You love stuff like this. You love you love when guys are going after the you know the records. And I think I think somebody somebody trying to chase down Milan Hayduk, you know, Joe Sackick, like those. It's, it's, these are the guys to do it. These are the guys who are going to push, make that push. You know, Kale McCarr is setting a standard that we probably never see again in our lifetime from an, from a defenseman who plays for the Avalanche. Yep. He's setting that standard right now. We get to live that. We're all hoping to live into our 60s, 70s, et cetera, et cetera. This may be a once and only thing that we ever get to experience. So, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I love watching the games every day. I love watching this group in particular play every day. Um, I love that they have the production to back it up, to back up all the swagger, because we saw we saw back in the day we saw you know the Matt Duchesne and Paul Stasny, Ryan O'Reilly. Those guys were really good, but they, they weren't this good. I mean, they didn't do anything. Like they struggled to make the postseason. They missed the postseason more often than they made it at a group as a group. Yep. And this group, this this group continues to get better. You know, I, I put this in last night's post game piece, but. Of the the six best seasons in Avalanche Nordiques franchise history by point percentage, three of the top six are in the last three years. Pretty like, good. <laughs> this is it, man. Like this is it. Yep. That's uh it, it really is exciting to think about. Obviously, you know, the argument everyone will make is the playoff results are the only thing that matter. And to a certain extent, that's true. But 
when you're in the regular season, you might as well enjoy the great hockey. So that's where I'm at with it. Uh, going through the rest of the day, we already talked about our king of the game, but Logan O'Connor is our king of the game. He definitely could have given it to Arturi Lekkonen, too, who we'll talk about. O'Connor getting off the slide, though, pushed us over the top with him. Great to see him getting properly on the score sheet again. Uh, again, I, I think we're kind of, we might get to the end of the season and be counting up king of the games, and whoever has the most gets to stay in the lineup. So <laughs> uh, that's where we're kind of at with that. Uh, uh, you know, Frankie had a good night, too. Didn't have to work too hard for it, though. So. It's crazy, though, because I think the Devils had 27 shots on net. It yep. didn't feel like that watching the game. Obviously, that second period, like we talked about, it was all abs. So definitely felt like he had a lot of time off in between, you know, stopping pucks. They had 27 shots on net, and maybe, like, four of them felt like they were actually any, dangerous. Any dangerous <laughs> yeah. shots. So... They had a lot of shots wide of the net yeah, as well. True. Not a ton of quality out of New Jersey tonight. I definitely safe to say. And, you know, to be fair, they're missing Jack Hughes, which is kind of a big piece of their yeah. offense. But, yeah, I don't know. New Jersey, uh, can they be lucky enough to win the, the draft lottery again? Can they get <laughs> another first overall? I don't know. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, certainly Arizona is hoping that's not the case. But, uh <laughs> Even if they did, like, how odd would that be? Like, you're like, obviously, you take Shane Wright, but you're and like, Hughes, Hishier, and Wright now. Yeah. Well, like, if there was an organization that might talk themselves into one of the wings, like, yeah. it would definitely be the Devils, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be wild. Uh, I, I don't see in that scenario. I always wonder if, like, maybe they're the team that finally does it and actually trades the first overall, but. Uh, Anyway, I do want to talk about all the guys. The That's Avs. A great point. They would 100% yeah, do that. Yeah, they'd love to with move. The coyotes. It, for sure. It, the coyotes <laughs> would be desperate, too. Uh, I want to talk about all the guys the Avs traded for, but I want to start with Lekkonen, obviously, on the score sheet tonight. Um, certainly, all of the, the guys the Avs picked up seem to have fit in very, very well, but you're starting to see that skill level start to creep up. From everybody, Lekkinen, I think even guys like Sturm, Manson, yeah. it's all it's all just inching up little bit by little bit, and this feels like the cohesion that we didn't see last year from the team, where they they went out and they got guys that they thought would know the system, and it just never clicked. Is it jumping the gun to say it's clicking right now? No, I think I. You're seeing some positive things coming out of your depth as well as these new guys. I think last year, one of the things that we definitely discussed was a lack of scoring from the depth. And that that's something that can kill you in the playoffs. And right now, like all signs are pointing at this. These were some great pickups at the trade deadline. Lekkonen had a goal and assist tonight. Now, the goal is a garbage man's goal, but that's what you want from him, right? Picks up basically a p puck that comes off the goalie, puts it in the back of the net. So, yep. make it work. Well, the, the feed that he made on Burkowski. Yeah. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah. Yep. Perfect money there. Yeah, he almost had another one when he tried that wraparound at the end, and Burkowski just missed the putback on the, uh, on the backside it. there. Yeah. Like, almost, we were we were very close to a three point night for Atari Lekkonen. Yeah. He would have been, I, other than sentimental reasons, I he would have been my king of the game because he was awesome. I thought he was so, so good. 
We were having a discussion yeah. about it after. We were like, eh, we probably should have gave this to Lekanen, but it's fine. We're giving yeah, it I to mean, <laughs> Totally get where you guys are coming from. So it's not, not going to complain about it at all. Just Lekanen, Lekanen was for real again. Like remains every, basically every game. There's at least one thing that you can see from him where you're just like, this dude, this dude is something. Yeah. Yep. His motor's unreal too. Love it. And and like you just just imagine like there's there's going to be because like right now he's kind of moving around in the lineup. He's a little tethered to, to JT Comfer at the moment, and he's going to be like one of those pieces that when you're fully healthy, what do you do? You got to make some decisions with your lineup for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because like I've talked about, uh, you know, I've talked about oh, take Lekkinen and Nachushkin, keep them together, yeah. and put Kadri in the middle of them. Well, that that puts Burakovsky and Comfer with New Hook on your third line. It's a really interesting line. Yeah. Well, I, you know, that's that's a lot of goal scoring prowess on a third I, line that you're not going to see on very many other teams. I I do wonder if it's less of that's a third line and you more get of. A Jared Bednar deployment style. Oh, it's an offensive zone face-off. You throw out those three dudes together type of thing. Well, yeah, and like you just give them third line minutes and third line matchups, and you and you manage it because that's not a line you want taking any kind of a defensive responsibility for sure. But between your top line getting a, a top matchup and then the the Lekin and uh, and Nachushkin and Kadri like trio that. You can see where that's your shut, like that's your ultra shutdown, heavy defensive usage, and then they'll give you whatever offense they give you, and then you make up for it with a really offensively tilted third line, and then a, you know your fourth line is, as we talked about, kind of that grab bag. So that's that's I think that's where Arturi Lekkinen has played well enough that he gives you that flexibility because. Look, if they if those guys all get healthy and they're like, all right, the three headed monster is back together. Machushkin, Kadri, and Burakovsky have been together for so much this year. Those guys are back together, and then you just it, then your third line is is lacking in new hook and comfort. You're like, you feel good about that too? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> feel good about this too. Yeah. So I that's I I just think that that is. That's like the, the 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 versatility that both Nachushkin and Lekkinen are going to bring to this group uh, once healthy is really impressive because you can have the conversation like Burkowski's been starting out on that top line, yeah. But then if it's not working right They'll away, they can him. move yeah. things around. Like, yeah. okay, let's let's try different looks here, and then the opposing team's game plan just is like. Yeah, I, okay, well, <laughs> much for that. I, I think you're correct, and it's great for the Az because there's no wrong answer here. Where did Lekkinen play in the lineup last year for Montreal? Was he second or third line? He's bounced around in their middle six over yeah. the last couple of years, depending on his play. Yeah, yeah he's so. really more. He's been he's been a bottom six guy. Has he? Yeah. Okay. He was a second liner that his second year when he scored the 18 goals or whatever it was, but. He was yeah. a bit of a second liner that year, yeah. but yeah, the his second season he had he averaged 16 minutes, and then it's been kind of a slow decline. Yeah, uh, of, of of his role, and now here in Colorado, obviously it's just been uh, eight games, but yeah, uh, right at about 16 and a half minutes. 
Yep. So squarely in between there for you. Excuse me. Our podcast is also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. I got an avalanche right here. Uh, no free brew, two for a brew tonight, because <laughs> there were no goals in the first period. Unless it was post. Yeah, if it was post, you'd be drowning in beer based on this game. But uh, every time the Avs score two goals in the first period, if you keep your receipt, you can go over to breckbrew.com, take a picture of it, and get yourself a brew on them. So make sure you're doing that. Come prepared for the party bus. Uh, Saturday, there's going to be some Breck Brew around. So <laughs> be sure you come ready to, to cheer for two goals in the first period of that thing. Should be an absolute blast on that front. Uh, yeah, Breck Brew's dope. We got eight of them on tap here at the bar. You can get it at your local liquor store, too. Go check them out if you haven't yet. P.S. Unless you're new to the podcast, you probably should have checked <laughs> them out by now on the show. I, I guess if you're underage, probably not either, which don't. Go check them out then. Be a good person. Very responsible. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Breck Brew's dope. Go check them out. Consider signing up for a DNVR membership as the playoffs approach. We got a bunch of coverage planned for you. It's going to be an awesome time. Obviously, watch alongs at the bar, all that jazz. Yep. So just get ready. Just get ready for playoff season because it is coming. The bar is going to be wild on Saturday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get Nuggets back from have a that game. Yeah, well, I'm going to mingle with the Nuggets playoff crowd. Yep. Then we're going to go to the game, then come back and mingle with the Nuggets playoff crowd again. And either the Nuggets are going to have won and it's going to be a total party or they're going to have lost and we're going to kick them all out and have our own party. Uh, either way. Uh, anyway, yeah. Go get breakthrough. Go get ready to vibe with us. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Got some super chats to get to. $5 from Dylan says WTF Sheldon Dries scored a power play goal today <laughs> things like this happen all right it's the nhl after all <laughs> aj just awkwardly smiling about that fact right he's he has like 35 goals or some shit uh in the ahl this year like he's been awesome yeah yeah he's an ahl star for sure uh all right next Wow. Gabriel Landeskog in the chat, but somehow giving us Canadian dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Telling on yourself here, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but Newhook has got to be playing more than 12 minutes a night. I know they are playing well, but he's got more to give, I think. I don't disagree that he probably does have more to give, but also for the playoffs, you're planning on playing Kadri at 2C anyway. So realistically, this is going to be his role on this team for the playoffs. Now, it's a very different conversation next year. Oh, for sure. But for right now, I think the Avs are comfortable with him in that role. I think that's what you're going to see because there's six guys above him that are going to take a lot more time than that. And it's just, you know, distribution yep. of, of minutes. Only so many to give. Yep. Uh, $5 from Colton. Thank you again very much for the info, Rudo. Go Avs, go Grizz. Yeah, no problem, dog. If y'all have questions, hit my Twitter DMs up. I'll usually answer them in a somewhat timely fashion. Uh, if I missed you, I'm, I'm sorry. And $2 from the Schick. Is it just me or are these guys kind of good? <laughs> I don't know. They're kind of bland. They are pretty bland. They feel like a bland watch. hockey team. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, look. Uh, 
these games feel very businesslike for Colorado, right? We, we've talked about this before. I don't even think that it's not... Some people have said, oh, well, their lack of emotion sometimes feel like they're not bought in. And I don't think that's what it is at all. I think winning games 3-1 to one against New Jersey Devils is their floor. Like, yeah. that's what they expect to do, even if it is a back-to-back, even if it is all these other factors. They just expect to win. You know what tonight kind of reminds me of from the Avalanche? This is this is probably what it's like for them. You know when you're driving and all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, oh, man, like, I don't remember <laughs> How driving did I get for the here? last yeah. few miles. Like, that's the Avs during these games. It's like they put it in the cruise control. They're thinking about other things, yet still coming out with the win. So sometimes it works. Yeah. I've spent most of every single day driving to high school and then getting to high school and waking up there. So <laughs> uh, we got a late super chat here. $5 from Trevor. Feel I need to put this in for EJ tonight. He's a different man with Byron. I, I actually wanted to talk about the entire Avs defense as a whole tonight. Uh, we already talked about they did a very good job limiting New Jersey, but. Top to bottom, you get a point out of McCarr again. Devontae's I thought was rock solid. Yep. I thought Sam Gerrard was quietly really, really good tonight. It feels like, I don't want to say the Avs brought their A game tonight, but they're consistently bringing the high enough level of game that other teams kind of look at them and go, I don't know how to beat this. <laughs> AJ, who'd you like on defense? Oh, I like that top pairing. I think they're really good. Fair enough. Really going out on a limb here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think Gerard, that's the best he's looked since uh, since coming back. Yep. Um, and I think Josh Josh Manson is going to be single-handedly responsible for me going on a crusade against expected goals models. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I, I genuinely don't understand how he ends up so lopsided uh in in the negatives and expected goals but all the other metrics are like there's like some good some bad here but it, it should all be breaking even and instead he's just like getting crushed and i'm watching him and i'm just like this guy's doing everything that i want to see from him like i'm perfectly happy with him he's mean he's nasty he 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 extracts he extracts a toll on anybody that goes in front of the net or goes into the corner and and battles with him. He's not the best defenseman or the most effective defenseman or any of that. Uh, And he's got four points in Colorado uh, in, what, like 10 games after having nine points in Anaheim (laughs) this season. Like His offense has probably been a little uh, of an unexpected boon. But I just... I just think that Manson is like the perfect fill, uh, like fill in the gap kind of player for for what they want, especially with this lineup. I because I just think the way that he plays, uh, he just he extracts a toll, uh, yeah, physically on guys that sucks. It sucks, and he blows guys up. He punishes guys and. One of his big problems in Anaheim was a propensity for bad penalties. Hasn't taken him at all here. Yeah, so far just has not carried over. It, I mean, to what you're saying, especially if Manson is getting relatively bottom pair minutes. I mean, you can you can chop him up however you want, really. But 
on the lower end of your defensive minutes, you talk about the depth options on other teams, and when they go up against a guy like Manson regularly, those guys are going to think twice about, oh, God, I got to go into the corner against this guy again? Maybe I just don't this time. So, hey, uh, AJ brought up a great point because, like, during the playoffs too, right, seeing that guy night after night, yep. yep. You start thinking twice, especially I don't know who he hit down in the corner tonight, but yeah, I don't he know hit who it was solid. Crush that they, dude. I mean, he like shook his I head. Was, I think it was Sharon Govich, and he was, it? was like, "I regret all." Of <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even go back to like tap him afterwards. Man. Like Manson got the yeah. puck back, and he had a chance to go step into him, and he just sat there and just was nope. like, "Go ahead, do whatever you want not- to do. I'm not going to get involved in this." <laughs> Uh, $2 from Nom Nom here. What about the deadhead jerseys you likey? Uh, I'll leave this one to Blaze because I hate them. I do not like them okay. at all. <laughs> all right. so, why do we... Like, I can understand, like, you have a Grateful Dead night. Like, occasionally. They seem to have, but, like, six six a year or something like that. But it's, like, like, every single season. Yeah. Like, great, Grateful Dead is the band that resonates so much that... Sporting like sports teams are like, yeah. Like where's where's fish night? G- given it's Colorado, <laughs> it seems like there should be a blink night. I'm just you know, like it's just really. I don't. To me, I'm just like, it feels really random. Not, and I, and I know might as well do. It sells out and people go crazy and like yeah. deadheads like fall I, over themselves for it. But. String cheese incident night. They're from Boulder, <laughs> right? So true. Uh, major laser. You can get in yeah. there too. Uh, it does feel like, and I'm I'm starting to get. I'm not as young as I was. I'll put it that way. So I got to be careful watching these waters. <sighs> but if you're trying to garner new younger audiences. I don't think Grateful Dead is your your <laughs> target there. I don't think that's the correct answer. Yeah. yeah fish is terrible. <laughs> $5 from Nom Nom just to say fish sucks. <laughs> the people, that's I, I tell you, the two, the two conferences that I dreaded the absolute most every single year when I was working in hotels was, uh, or the two weekends was when fish was in town. <laughs> Uh, and the furry conference. Oh, <laughs> those were those were the roughest, weirdest. Like I wish I could take this. I I need to put in for these weeks off. <laughs> those were rush. Those they, they not did not enjoy those. I, I don't. We don't need any stories from those two weekends. I don't think we need. Uh, you know, who, you know who ruled like the bikers, like yeah. the, like the like the biker gangs that actually rolled in and took over the hotel. <laughs> we'll keep we'll, we'll stick you to ghost stories not not fish <laughs> stories i guess on future podcasts uh anyway you're goddamn right i've never seen fish <laughs> i didn't i didn't i didn't have nearly enough money to to, to light it on fire back then for a fish <laughs> for a fish show <laughs> sorry man uh I, I think this is pretty well covered. Like we said, it was a routine game. Obviously, the Avs give up that one dangerous sequence that ends up resulting in a goal because they give up a breakaway and then fail to clear a puck effectively, essentially. Yeah. Um, is what it is. Yeah, EJ goes for the body. He has a clear play on the puck. Yeah. He's like, let me absorb this contact. And then 
Bo Byram just goes for a little adventure into no man's land. And you're just like, where the hell did you, like, what are you doing? What's the read? Like, the read here just is not correct. Yep. I, and and I don't I don't know what he's I think he's just that's the I always make this comparison but that's the guy in Rocket League that doesn't know how to play see puck and, go to puck yeah <laughs> yeah and he, and he just drives around the field the entire time nowhere near anything <laughs> but he's just watching it and so he's just like okay <laughs> that was that was Byram on that play he just controller disconnected and was just like Boop. yeah look the puck's over there now <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> uh anyway, uh <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at the chat comment. Uh yeah. I, he shows up like once a week. I know. He's he's in here all the time, but I I feel like I feel like you could make a good argument if you made an argument about Kaprizov or the fact that like Hartman is having a good year, but your argument is Marc Andre Fleury who's been mediocre as hell well and like who in last last year's postseason got blown more out as it went on yeah yeah like it like whatever but i'm actually getting pretty amped up to watch that minnesota st louis series i'm hoping those games are not on at game days or yeah. are preceding want to watch those two teams just beat the crap out of each other <laughs> Yeah, like I just think that's setting up to be because like St. Louis is on fire right now. Yeah, they can't. And miss. They've got a they've got enough goaltending drama that I'm just like, what's up with this? And like <laughs> I just don't know what Minnesota's gonna look like come postseason. All the all the all the little things that yeah. have gotten them to where they have, have a sneaking to, suspicion they're overperforming quite a bit. But. It, it feels like it just feels like like they're gonna get into a postseason like a good team is gonna pop them. So. Yep. How crazy is it? Like I, I haven't seen the Blues play the Avs in forever. It feels like they just got those games like right out of the way. <laughs> they did. It was like that was what two of their first like six games. <laughs> yeah. and then they didn't play the Penguins once until March thirty first, <laughs> and it's like yeah. okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, any final thoughts on tonight's game before we get out of here and I go sleep for fifteen hours? Yeah, kind of a yawn game. But. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit on the boring side, for sure. Second but. period was fun. <laughs> any any thoughts about the uh, the goings-on of the of the league tonight? The Vegas smoking. Yeah, Cal- Vegas oh. blew up Calgary. Um, I, uh, based on tonight, your, your prediction of Nashville completely falling apart, starting to look good. <laughs> so... <laughs> 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 we'll see uh, for those teams there's still a lot of hockey left uh, it's going to come down to the last game yeah uh, the Kings need to figure it out and start winning again is yeah the Kings the Kings is the one where after watching them last night I'm just like oh boy yeah. they look spent yep so we'll we'll see that it's especially weird because they're bad at home but I tell you, hey, if they want to be the one uh, that sneaks into that last wild card spot, I'll allow it. <laughs> think the Avs are ready for it, for sure. Isn't the rest of their schedule, though, non-playoff teams? Yeah. It, yeah, pretty, it is pretty easy. Very yeah. So, it's very yeah. soft. It's so, really up to them. We'll see. 
we'll see who manages to pull it out. You know, we'll be talking about it for the next two weeks straight, probably including yeah. tomorrow. So I was going to say, what do you think we're talking about tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to tune in 1 p.m. Mountain Time, our normal slot there. We hope to see you all there. And then we hope to see those of you local in person for the party bus on Saturday. So, yeah, tonight was fun. Hopefully Saturday is much more fun. We are out of here and we will talk to you on the next one.